get this started. So women are different than men, right? A little bit. If you, if you told me you liked my outfit this morning, I opened my sweater to show you there's a hole in my shirt. <laughs> and that's why I'm wearing a sweater. A man wouldn't do that. You tell someone you like their outfit, they're like, I got it at a Target for like $8. Or no, no, TJ Maxx or Ross. Target would be like $14. Um, I bought these pants. They're jeggings, kind of like my 11-year-old daughter wears. So, you know, men don't do that kind of stuff. They're like, you have to keep pulling them up. They really don't work for a woman, but, you know, they're comfortable. So women do that. Um, in general, we're moved by... Compassion, more than competition. We're led more by feelings than facts. I'm talking about in general. Um, we cry in movies full of people we don't know. <laughs> we're, we're drawn more to like the reconciling of hearts than like cars drifting, racing, and crashing. Unless the crashing cars leads to like an ambulance driver and a woman who fall in love at the end. And, you know... <clears throat> in a town called Snowflake in the winter or something, you know. <laughs> you tell a woman something really big and important or something weighty that's going on in your life, and she's going to be like, well, that's incredible. Tell me, like, what and what did you think and what did you do? You tell a man something incredible, and they're like, that's cool. That's super cool. You know, and you're like, it was really incredible. Um, to be totally honest, my trip to Israel was so weighty and so deep and life-changing and so many awesome encounters, I still haven't gone through the pictures with my husband. And that was in October. Because I know, I'll be like, and I was in Capernaum, and it was like I could see Jesus walking through the streets, and he'd be like, that's cool, babe. I'd be like, no, it's not cool. It's like amazing. Or I'll be like upset about something. He's like, that stinks. I'm like, oh, no, it more than stinks. Let's talk about it. You know, just we're different. The traditional characteristics of femininity aren't universal, okay? Um, there are variations among women because we're all different. But there are some patterns that exist for women. Women tend to be compassionate, nurturing, empathetic, intuitive, soft. Sometimes we can talk more, like... We kind of do. Studies have said, no, women don't talk more, but I'm a woman, and I kind of feel like we might. Um, they have shown that, studies have shown that girls learn to speak earlier and more quickly than boys, and they produce their first words, sentences earlier, have larger vocabularies, and use a greater variety of sentence types than boys of the same age. Time's up. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was at a birthday party, and I actually got food poisoning, Right before we were going to the bowling alley. So I got food poisoning in my friend's house. Imagine if I would have been in the bathroom at Granada Bowl. That would have not been a blessing. But my point is, the next day, Steve Madsen texted me and said, I heard you got sick. Are you okay? Now, a man would have said, looks like I got a little food poisoning. I'm fine, thanks. I write like a paragraph and a half. <laughs> well... It hit so suddenly. I had to go back to the house and stay there for 40 minutes. But I was so thankful I wasn't in the public restroom because that would have been horrible. And I, I looked down after I sent it. I'm like, really? You just wrote a paragraph on your food poisoning to the pastor, you know? <laughs> like, so we take a little longer to explain things. Um, men are stronger than us because they literally have more testosterone. 
like in strength, right? So they are physically stronger. But honestly, in mind and heart, I have seen women act and behave and rise up in a strength that's stronger than any Olympic team, right? We have that. And then there's this, which I'm not going to say a lot about. I'm just going to let it sit there. <laughs> That's just how. Moving on. We are different than men. That's science, that's biology. There's a crossover of traits because as human beings, we all share traits that make us human. But in general, males and females are very different. We were designed to be different. The traditional characteristics of masculinity, which also, again, they kind of are, they can cross over or they aren't universal because men are different and unique, but there's a pattern. Um, and this is like from when I researched it. Strength, bravery, independence, competitiveness, protectiveness, aggressiveness, assertiveness. In their healthiest forms, I'm not talking about assertive can turn into bully, right? Or abuse. But I'm talking about these healthy characteristics that tend to be considered on the masculinity side. Um, there's some overlap in, among the sexes, but this is what they found in studies. The traits typically associated with masculinity are found in men significantly more than they are found in women, a distinction which, which persists across culture, history, and species. And it's directly or indirectly related to the amount of testosterone available in a person's body. On average, men's testosterone levels are 10 to 45% higher than in women. One scientist said this, the masculine faces the world. It is oriented to things. It explores, it climbs, its energy is directed toward the physical, measuring, moving, building, conquering. The feminine looks inward toward feeling, sensing, knowing in the deepest sense. Its energy is directed toward relationships, coming together, nurturing, helping. Why am I going in to all this? Because this morning I want to talk about how you are all created in God's image. The traits that make you distinctly feminine and woman are God traits. Those are his traits. Chatty, intuitive, soft-hearted, emotional, relational, Sometimes someone maybe has pointed that out as weakness. It is not. It is God's image in you. Those are God traits. Your femininity comes from God. Turn with me to Genesis 1. Where we find ourselves is God has created the earth. Everything in it. Spoken the stars and seas into existence. Fish, animals, rivers, everything is there. And we get to verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. 
Let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I want to clarify that when God said, let us make man in our image, it's man as human being, as opposed to everything that's not human. So you can say, you can read it as, let, let us make humankind in our image and let them rule over everything. And that includes us, that them is us. And when he says, let us make, let us make, this phrasing isn't used for any other creature or any other thing. God, everything else, he just said, let there be light. Let there be rivers with teeming things. And it says, he made two bright lights in the sky. But when he comes to his creation, let us make. He spoke the world into existence but he thoughtfully and lovingly created us. We're very different than every other thing that he made. And when he says us, it's, we know that he lives in fellowship, as we've learned from Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us make humanity in our image and in our likeness. This word for image is selim, and it's like a clay form. It was used for like a clay form that represented an idol, maybe a tumor. I know that sounds weird, but there were some places where they would make clay forms of things they needed healed, and they would put them on the wall, hang them. So they'd make a tumor and put it on the wall. Um, it's a representative figure of something. So we are a representation of God. The word likeness is demuth. And it's resemblance, likeness, to be like. So we are a representation of God, and we're like him in many ways. That was his plan from the beginning, to take his image and put it in us and make us like him. Humanity is the only creation made this way, in his image. And in verse 27, male and female, he created them. He created women in his image. So I have a question for you. Is God a man? Is God male? Is he white? Is he Caucasian? Don't freak out. You don't have to trust me. He's not either of those things. God is not a man up in heaven. Um, He's not a sexual being. He doesn't have skin. He doesn't have X and Y chromosomes. He doesn't have organs. He doesn't have the hormones and testosterone. He doesn't have anything that makes him what we understand as male. John Piper puts it this way. It's worth saying from the outset, in the words of Jesus, God is spirit. 
John 4.24. God is not a sexual being, nor is he a biological male. He is spirit. From eternity, God has not had a physical body, and therefore he doesn't have male features. Facial hair, musculature, there's no Y chromosome, there's no male hormones. Male is a biological word, and God is not a biological being. But when he chose to create human beings in his likeness, he chose to put that likeness into two sexes, two genders, thus creating us as sexual beings, male and female. I almost see it like he took his traits and divided them almost, right? Because we're so different. Divided them between these two sexes that he so... How, I mean, how he even came up with that, that he created, it's almost like he divided his traits. Why would he do that? Why would he, like, make us so different, like, take his traits and almost split them up between the two genders? Well, men and women were to rule the earth, right? They were to reproduce and fill the earth, so they need each other. They need to be in community. And when the two genders come together... They experience and reflect God's image in its fullness because he's taken some traits and put them here and he's taken some traits and put them here and in their most healthy, perfect, the way he designed it sense, then when they are together in community, there's God's image. Does that make sense? They reflect his complete image. Together in their differences, they possess all of his traits and qualities. It's actually really beautiful. It's like we hold two different halves of the equation. We're designed to be in community. Do you remember that list I read earlier about how male and female face the world? Man faces out and women, woman faces in. Well, those were all strengths that I read. We need measuring and sensing. We need conquering and nurturing. We need moving and feeling. One is not better than the other, even though right now in the world that's kind of what's happening. We're better because we're more nurturing and you guys aren't. And, well, we're better because we aren't as emotional and you guys need to be more like us. And it's like, no, we're totally missing the mark. All of those traits and strengths are needed. That's why both men and women should be equally represented in using their gifting and leadership in business in ministry, in the home, because all of our strengths are needed. That's why the church needs men and women teaching the Bible, because the reality is, as women, we experience God differently than men as a daughter, and we reflect him differently as women, because our traits that God has put in us are different than theirs. And so when men and women are both teaching God's word and teaching about his ways, we're getting the fullness of his image out there. So God isn't male or female, but he did choose to reveal himself in scripture as father, and every time it's a male pronoun. So you can't say, I just see God as goddess. You know, some have done that, and 
he reveals himself as father. Everything, all the pronouns are male. There are many masculine titles for God. Lord, father, king, judge, savior, ruler, warrior, shepherd, husband. All of these are male. And feminine titles are never used. However, there are many places in scripture where he does or says things where he totally lines himself up in, with his female traits with the God traits that we know to be feminine. That's because God is where we get our feminine traits. God is where we get all of our traits. They were God traits before they were feminine traits. Here are a few. These first ones are God's words. Deuteronomy 32, 11, and 12. Like the eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, God spreads wings to catch you and carries you on pinions. Deuteronomy 32, 18. You were unmindful of the rock that bore you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Isaiah 66, 13. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, but I am not going to forget you. Isaiah 42, 14. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept myself still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. Hosea 13.8, like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and tear them asunder. So that whole mama bear thing, we get it in shirts, we have it on our mug, we think we get the necklaces. God is the original mama bear, right? And we have Jesus saying in Matthew and in Luke, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. So what's, there's a theme here that we see who he is comparing his traits to. And it's a woman, but it's also a mother. They have that in common, a protective mother, a comforting mother, a mother that defends her children, a mother who, gather, who gathers the hurting to herself. Moms have a unique kind of love in its most, most healthy state. It's this stubborn 1 Corinthians 13 love that no matter what your kid does, you are waiting for the best to come out of them. You're like babies in prison, and you're like, baby, I love you, you know, you're, you're going to come out and be the best, best kid ever. You know, like we are like believing for the best to come out of them. We get that from God. We get that from God. But remember, God doesn't have mom traits or feminine traits. Women and moms have God traits. Because masculine and feminine traits are all God traits. And you don't have to be a mom to relate to this. So don't think if you haven't had kids that you can't relate to it. Um, because you can. My best friend, Jennifer, doesn't have kids of her own. But she, is, she might as well be me with my kids. She is a mom 
to them. I don't even think twice when my kids are with them because she is a mom to them. It's in her. God's put that nurture in her. Um, I shared on Facebook a little while ago about this little girl named Rowan who is very sick, and she's actually had a heart transplant since I posted, um, but they didn't know if she was going to make it. And the mom's feed was full of hundreds of posts of women, not men, crying emojis, praying emojis, heart emojis. We are with you. We are praying for you. We're here in Minnesota. We're here in Europe. We're here and we are believing God for you. And I can't believe you're going through this. And it wasn't a bunch of men on there. It was a bunch of women from all walks of life that entered into this woman's story and loved this little girl and wanted God's best and wanted his healing for her because it's in their hearts to do that. They felt the protective, covering love of a mother. Now, I know that there are going to be some of you here that hear what I'm talking about, and you kind of hear the things that I've listed off, and you're thinking, I'm not all those feminine traits that you've listed. I've, I've never been kind of all those things. I mean, I see some resemblance, but in a lot of ways, I haven't been those things. And for some of you, that's caused you hurt. You have been misunderstood, or you have tried to figure it out yourself. Um, Let me tell you first that you are beautiful. You are beautiful. I think society often equates femininity with beauty. So if you aren't super girly or super feminine, you don't really feel very beautiful. That's a lie from the devil. In elementary school, I was teased a lot. You know, I did have a patch on one eye for a bit, but, you know. (laughs) I mean, you really, how can they not tease me, right? Red hair, said really big words, really white skin. I was the only redhead, so they made up songs about it. Patch on one eye. Um, in sixth grade, Carrie Felix, I know his name. I can find him on Facebook, I bet. <laughs> called me flatty. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. What boy calls a girl flat-chested in sixth grade? And here I am, 48, still talking about it. <laughs> what in the heck? Jerk. No, I'm kidding. God bless Carrie Felix. (laughs) So I knew who the pretty girls were. They got attention from the teachers. The boys liked them. So part of me didn't like the pretty girls. And so by high school, it was easier to kind of judge them and put them down in my mind than to kind of admit that I desperately wished I could kind of be more like that. But instead, I'd put them down. In high school, we called girls Bettys. Anybody from the 80s? It was the girls. They, a Betty was someone that pretended to be a surfer but wasn't, which I totally was one. <laughs> but if the, that's what we would just call the pretty girls or college, the girls that cuffed their mini skirts and wore slouchy socks and Reeboks. Was that you? I was like, whatever. They must not be very smart. You know, like that's my, that's what I would do. Even as I blossomed, I couldn't see myself as a pretty girl. And so then I get to college, and there's the more girly girls who are in sororities, and the boys that I liked liked them and not me. And so I judged them, which wasn't fair to them or to myself, right? I know better now because God 
has done just an incredible healing work in my heart through my life. And the Holy Spirit came alongside and helped define who I am as a woman and what that looks like for me, rooting out the stuff that I wasn't, depositing things, uncovering things to help me find who I am as a woman. Girly is not the only feminine or the only beautiful. Intellect is feminine. Strength is feminine. Athleticism is feminine. Debating theology, feminine and beautiful. And beautiful. And so is makeup and fashion and fragrance and highlights. So is that. If you put on that, those contouring videos that you might as well ask me to build a turbocharged rocket than to do the contouring stuff, I just, I can't. But if you can, and it's like an, almost an art for you, and you love the highlights and the perfume and the makeup, that is beautiful. Nobody can look at the other side and judge that because we are diverse. We are all unique. God made humanity diverse and wonderful. Women, we're like a box of chocolates. <laughs> I came up with this really cool metaphor. They're like a box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get. Isn't that a good metaphor for us? So some of you are crunchy. You like you use the rock for deodorant, you know. Um, we can be dark. We can be light. We can be rich, woo, woo, you know. Um, we can be full of fluff. I can be a little extra full of fluff around the holidays. Um, we can be plain. We can have. We can be nutty. We can have a little design on top, you know, a little accessory. We're all different, but we are all made by a loving God in his image. And he says we are good, and he says we are beautiful. I want to give a side note here. Traditional masculine and feminine traits cross over. They aren't on like these boxes never to touch, right? Because all of these traits are God's traits, and some of them are just part of being humanity. My 12-year-old son is sensitive, very compassionate. Um, he used to cry easily. He's, he's not as much now, but he still does. He doesn't like sports. He doesn't want to play sports. He plays the piano beautifully. He loves history. He also wants to be a police officer and loves Nerf guns and all things World War II. And when he was six years old, maybe five, he told me he would do anything to protect his sister, even die for her. That is part of the masculine. Like, we didn't tell him, you're in charge of your sister. In fact, I've made a point never to do that, because if anything ever happens to her, how will he live with it for the rest of his life? So we've made a point never to do that. But he knew early on, and he said, Mom, I would die for her. And I knew he meant it. It was just a part of, I'm a protector. My daughter, who's 10, has never liked dolls. I buy her costumes. Nope, that's not her thing. At six years old, she said, Mom, all the other girls are singing Let It Go. And I don't like princesses. 
I don't like Frozen. And she'd be like, Princess is like, do that for me and do that for me. I mean, she would act it out. She was like a little snarky about it and was like, I don't, I don't like that. And she thought something was wrong with her because all the other little girls were wearing Frozen dresses and singing Let It Go. And she was like, I don't know the words. I don't care. I don't like Elsa, you know. And I had to tell her like early on, like, it's okay. It's okay that they like it. Don't be like the stupid girls all like Let It Go because then you're me in high school. It's like, no, that's okay. That's how God made them. She had to have everything be a family. So if she drew a giraffe, there needed to be six giraffes for a family. Or her stuffed animals all had to have a family. Like, you could see the traits coming out in different ways. God encompasses all traits. So while we generally have more on the feminine side, because that's how God designed it, we're going to have some that cross over and some that we all have, and some that come out when needed. You might not feel like you're this assertive, brave woman until you have to be an assertive, brave woman. And then you are, because that trait is God's trait. And he can be like, boom, right? Right there. My goal this morning was simple, and that was to encourage you in who you are as woman. And all that entails. All feminine traits are God traits. All feminine traits are God traits. Women aren't better than men, but we're equal to men. And our femininity is needed to complement the masculine and the men that God has created in all of our spheres of influence. God needs you as female to step out and serve and lead, and love, and minister in your femininity, what that, whatever that looks like, in your feelings, in your nurturing, in your kindness, in your sense of humor. He needs you to step out and be the woman that he is, to, the, the, the traits that he's deposited in you. And he needs men to step out and serve in all of their masculine God traits. Like I said earlier, we're in a day and age where society is wanting men to act more like women. You aren't nurturing. You don't listen like me. You don't nurture like me. You don't have compassion like me. You, don't do, you aren't like me. You aren't soft and fuzzy like me. You don't like Hallmark movies like me. That's not fair. That would be like them saying all those things to us. And for a lot of years, that has happened. But that doesn't mean it was okay. Women can't try to become men, and men shouldn't be made to feel like they need to be women, or else God's image is, where is it? It gets lost. Men have God traits also that are important for them to walk in, in healthy ways. Again, Satan's going to come in and screw it all up. But in healthy ways, if they walk in their masculine traits, they can be the men God needs them to be. I read this quote the other day author unknown. Women weren't created to do everything a man can do. Women were created to do everything a man can't do. We're different. Lisa Bevere, you know, there's this whole, the future is female. Lisa Bevere says, no, the future is male and female. Like, let's not push down the men so women can arise, because that gets really ugly, really angry. The future is male and female, and by the Holy Spirit, we need his help to navigate what that looks like. God understands you as a woman, 
as a sister, as a daughter, a mother. He, he understood your teen angst, your emotional roller coasters, right? All the hormones, he gets it. He, who do you think created them? He's spirit, but he created the sexes in his image. He created hormones, even though we spend a lot of time apologizing for them or hating them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just hormonal. God is not separate from that. He, he put that into us as women. I'm going to close with what John Piper says about woman. Everything created in woman that sets her off from man comes from God and reflects something of him, stresses Piper. Woman was not modeled after some other God. There is no other God. She was modeled after God. When the Bible says she and he were created in the image of God, it means she is also made after the model of her creator. So it is important to say that in his essential divine being, not referring to his incarnate union with humanity in Jesus, in his essential divine being, God is not male and God is not female. Maleness and femaleness are God's creation as biological bearers of masculinity and femininity, both of which are rooted in God. Your femininity comes from God. And here's how I want to close in prayer. First, I'm just going to pray a blessing over you as women. As women. And second, Satan has worked really hard your entire life to twist up the beauty that God placed in you. I think it's one of his greatest joys. And he succeeds often. I mean, even now, especially with social media and societal expectations, he twists up beauty for us that we could never reach whatever idea we have. Sometimes our, expectation, our experiences as children or our culture or our religion or trauma in our family system or abuse can cause us to move away from what we deem as feminine because that's not safe to be feminine because that actually got me hurt. Or maybe feminine was seen as being an airhead and you weren't taken seriously. Or you were seen as a follower and not a leader. So it gets skewed. And you go, then I'm just not going to be feminine because that clearly wasn't working for me. And you move away from it. If that is you, the more we abide in Jesus and allow him to define us, we grow into the women he has created us to be. I cannot tell you what your unique femininity should look like. That is not my job, and I would never, it would not be a good idea to put a person in charge of what we should be, which we do all the time. But I can't tell you what it should look like, but I do want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit. Ask him to show you, are there feminine traits that I have shoved down that you actually place there because you need them? Have I buried traits for unhealthy reasons or feminine qualities that I might need to dust off because they've been set aside because I didn't want to be 
associated with them. God made you female for his purposes, and he has plans for you as a woman of God made in his image. Pray about who God has purposed you to be. Ask him to remove the labels maybe the world has put on you. Show you who he has created you to be as a woman in his image. And then allow him to define what walking through this life as a woman means for you. Because it's going to be different for everybody. Okay, I'm going to pray. God, I just, I thank you that it is an honor and a privilege to be born female. And God, please forgive us as a gender for hating our femininity, sometimes hating that we're women, because it has set me back many ways, especially as a female preacher. It affected me in seminary. It affected me in junior high. It affected me in college. Please forgive me for when I have put down that I am a woman because I've been so mad at how I was treated. I bless that in myself and I bless that in these women that, these are, that we are women. And we just bless ourselves as women and I bless them as women. Help us, God, in a world that has sometimes been against us to see what, that, what we're supposed to look like as women in your army, as women in the hospital nurturing people, as women that are being used by you, help us to know what that looks like. And God, shine your light on places where you placed feminine things in us, but we put them away because they just got us hurt. They got us disrespected. They, got a, they, they, they stopped the promotion from happening. They got attention we did not want. Shine your light, God, that just in the presence of your Holy Spirit, We can become who you need us to be in all that means as a woman. And God, help us in those areas where we have been more athletic or more competitive or we love the 49ers and we love the Giants and we do all these things that make us go, that's not a lot, not a lot of girls, you know? I was in seminary with 10 men and me. I get that. Help us to feel affirmed and confident that as a woman, we can do all those things, that those aren't anti-feminine or anti-beautiful. And bless those cheerleaders. <laughs> because, God, we can look at them and be like, they don't know the sport. You know what, God? Help us to stop fighting and comparing and competing and being catty and just look at you and reflect who you are and who you need us to be in all of our femininity. Help us to love ourselves and silence the enemy. Silence the enemy who wants to always tear us down. We're your daughters. Because you are a king, we are princesses. Sorry, some of you ladies. We are princesses. And my daughter would hate that. I get her books about princesses. She's like, I don't want to read those. I'm like, look, you're a princess. Deal with it. Our God is the king. And so God... Help us to love ourselves. Help us to walk in our destiny and purposes as a woman of God and help us to show your traits with pride and confidence to let your traits flow out of us to a hurting world that need us to step into who you've created us to be as women. 
I love you, God. And Holy Spirit, I know you're going to do such cool things in the lives and the hearts of all of us as your girls. Amen.